It is Thursday, the 27th of April, 2017, and this is episode 308, take two, of Digital Outbox. Welcome to another episode. I am Chris, joined as ever by Ian. Hello, Ian. Evening, Chris. Um, how's how's tonight going for you? <laughs> I've pressed the record button now. <laughs> Not only is your video all mucky, you forgot to press the record button. There we go. <laughs> we will leave it to the listener to decide how far through we got on our first attempt of this podcast. Two minutes. Mi- What's that? <laughs> Two minutes. Yeah, okay. Well, I was going to, you know, dedication and all that. Uh-huh. Uh, right, so the news that has happened since we've last spoke at you, Virgin have decided they're going to uh, turn their router network, so their home router network that people have got in their homes, uh, into public Wi-Fi sharing hotspots. So this was something they trialed a little while back, uh, in, uh, but they're bringing it out into beta now. I'm going to roll it out to users. So effectively, they will turn your own hub that you've got in your house into a Wi-Fi hotspot that other Virgin people can um, connect to. Uh, apparently, there's an opt-out, but I don't know what what you do feel about this. I've <clears throat> feels a bit mucky to me. It, it it does, but I want to switch it off, and maybe that's why my but <laughs> you're so rubbish tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just someone stealing your bandwidth. Um, but they've said that they've put in place um, uh, the sort of protection so that. Firstly, you're protected from any traffic because the IP address and it will be effectively be a separate network uh, is, you know, so the IP address is separate. Uh, secondly, they're going to be allocating additional bandwidth. So if you do opt into this or rather don't opt out of this um, option, uh, they will assign more bandwidth to you. So you shouldn't feel the effects. Uh, who knows whether there's wider effects, you know, um, of of your router working harder with other people connecting and stuff. Um, but I, I mean, <laughs> You did say in in our previous take <laughs> that VT and their uh, their Fon technology was was doing a very similar thing, which I hadn't realised that that's what the Fon was. I thought they would, that it was just a you know their kind of Wi-Fi network, but actually it's not. It's it's the same idea of personal Wi-Fi hubs being used for um, other users to connect. Yeah, and I and I get I get the kind of principle that it shares. You know, it's given a wider Wi-Fi network across the country, but. I don't really fancy, you know, folk connecting to. I just there's something about it I don't like. I just I just don't yeah. like it. And, then, and what about the the spoofing of, you know, if you if someone puts a network up that's got the kind of public name and do you type in username password? Can they take that? I don't know. I, and, like, and that's the thing. So I I trust four G more than I trust you know joining mm. Wi Fi connections. I've just never had much faith in it. Yes, 4G, you know it's your phone company that's going to be uh, stealing all your data. Whereas with hubs, you just someone someone's stealing them, but you just you don't know who they are. <laughs> and, and the last time I did a speed test on, on 4G in Glasgow, I was getting like, you know, it was like 80, 80 you know, 80, oh, I th- you know, it's huge speed. I think in these big metrop- you know, metropolis hubs and things, yeah, you know, it's 4G is is suitable. But certainly in my village, there's there's no uh, T-Mobile Orange coverage in. Um, in the middle of the village, so Wi-Fi becomes the only way of doing it. Uh, Google 
has uh, stopped. What is the Whopper? <laughs> what is the Whopper Burger ad uh, trailing Google at home? This is uh, an advert in America uh, that got broadcast, and basically Burger King used the fact that Google would respond or Google Home would respond to their advert uh, to give them further information outside of their kind of advertising uh, 30 seconds. Um, but Google has since disabled it or stopped the home network from, from answering this. Um, I think we've seen this quite a lot. I mean, certainly radio hosts appear to be having great fun turning, telling people's Alexas and things to stop. And, and now adverts on TV are obviously sort of hooking into that. Um, clever advertising or a bit of a cheeky uh, cheeky use of it? Cheeky and sod off was my my first reaction <laughs> to this, and it, maybe it was just grumpy man. Um, and a bit of me was like, I'm surprised more adverts haven't done it. And then I thought they must have tied up with Google, but but it looks like they didn't. So they changed their Wikipedia entry like the week before, mm-hmm. um, launched this advert. People were getting a bit like, oh, that's a bit cack. And, and then within three hours, it had been disabled by Google. So it's still kind of you know, when when somebody said, okay, Google still kind of went, you know, woke up and came to life, but then it just didn't do anything. Uh, same with the Alexa ads on TV, whenever you, she, you, you know, see, yeah. she, she comes alive and then, then and just does quietly nothing. shuts yeah. something up. But so, it does uh, mean that an extra bit of audio is recorded because it's a trigger word. Uh, and as soon as the trigger word happens, they do collect that audio. So, you know, there, there's a bit of privacy going on there. Um, also, Google has come out and said that it's going to roll out its multiple user support. Uh, and basically, you can train Google to recognize up to six voices, I think. So it'll know who you are and it can give you a personal greeting. But this will also stop potentially or could stop uh, these kind of outside voices from triggering if you choose it to do that. So these kind of techs are moving on quite quickly. And I think, um, yeah, some of the concerns people have around just anyone can trigger these these you know, searches and things. Um, that's probably going to get resolved. And I think the multi-user one is a is a big um, plus point. You know, the fact that anybody could just you know speak is is fine, but the fact that then you can you know if you're in you know you've got two or three folk in the household, you can actually will recognise yeah. you. What's on rec- my schedule, and it knows who you are. Yeah. Yep. You know, watching your schedule. You know, play my playlist of music. And I know you can just go and pick the band, but if you set up playlists and you know you want to get to your account and your playlist, then yeah. these kind of things make more sense. Yeah, definitely, and and it it kind of makes more sense in that kind of yeah the family environment and all these. That's kind of how these technologies will end up, and uh, you know. The, the computer on the Starship en- Enterprise always knew who was who was who, didn't it? Computer, um, exactly. Uh, the, and also, it's a. I think this is the, the kind of is this the first kind of thing where Google Home's kind of stepped above um, Echo. Yeah, I think uh, there. Its unique selling point to date has been, you know, the fact that it can give contextual um, answers and things like that above Alexa and this is kind of taking it to the next level, isn't it? It's contextualizing to voice as well. So yeah, maybe. Um, I've I've got my um, Google Home in my office here. And other than what I do on Google, so it's kind of exactly the same. I, I bought it for that kind of geeky, um, just wanting to see what it's like and see where it goes. Um, and as with Alexa, it just sits there most of the time, but I do occasionally play radio on it or something like that. Any preference? Is there anyone that's jumped out as a, I like that better or are they just much of a muchness? 
No, I haven't really pushed them to their limits yet, either of them really. But the I'd say certainly say that Google Home comes up with answers more often than Alexa. There, I've certainly asked Alexa a few things that have not been answered. But but even that over time has got better. So, for example, the other day I was just said you know randomly asked Alexa when the next Formula One Grand Prix was, and she when I when I did this a while back she wasn't able to tell me, and now she can tell me uh, those kind of things. So things are moving quickly and you know i guess they're using that data of the questions that are getting asked that couldn't be answered to then go and to enhance the um the experience but, more but no no preference at the moment they're very much of the muchness now that google home can do the um hue lights and stuff as well yeah uh, that was one of the weaknesses but that kate that got patched well before i even bought it so but more importantly can it play an episode of our podcast uh it couldn't find it the other day so god damn but ne- neither of them could even though they have now since been able to decipher what i'm saying <laughs> they, still can't it. they still yet haven't played a, a new episode so we'll have to work on that uh talking of these devices amazon has released a new um echo device called the echo look uh, and if it wasn't for the fact this was not april the first i i would have i would have questioned it more but this is a hands-free camera uh, and style assistant is what they're selling this as. So effectively, it's an it's an Amazon Echo, so you can ask it the normal kind of questions. It can talk back at you, but it can also take photos. And they're selling this that, you know, you can take a picture of yourself wearing your various outfits. Because, um, like, I have loads of outfits that I like to try on all yeah. the time. Uh, and then you can submit those to a style... <laughs> To a style consultant who can tell you which ones uh, look good. Uh, and you can keep a video log of all your different styles. Uh, this this shouted niche to me, but maybe that's it's, me. Of all the things as that uh-huh. you that you could sell a whole device on around style, I, I, maybe, you know, I, I fully admit I am not in this market. <laughs> Therefore, <laughs> for someone, this could be like the most amazing thing. But... It's a camera, so why not sell it as a security device or a have loads of interesting angles on that rather than just, oh, what am I wearing and how good do I look? Uh, uh, Amazon, uh, Amazon on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? I kind of thought it was a bit of a spoof one at, at first myself. Yeah, it felt it's... spoof-like. That's what, when yeah. I read it, it was like, is this April the 1st? Have I, is, what's the date of this article? And with its built-in no. feature called Style Check. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, so we'll use a bit of algorithm and a bit of sort of professional input to tell you what's in anyway you can still it's still an echo but i, I just think yeah it would feel miserably for me let's put it that way yeah. well you know like me you've probably got about four different <laughs> t-shirts you could tell it which one's best <laughs> um exploits uh microsoft says the exploits leaked by the shadow brokers uh, were addressed by prior patches so i think i wrote this was a a massive dump of different exploits that theoretically came from the kind of intelligence services things they were using to look into people's uh, data uh, microsoft has said that uh, all of them had been patched at, at least to windows 7 level so if you're bef- if you're using anything before windows 7 then you're potentially going to be at risk. But but anything beyond Windows 7, they reckon they had patched everything um, before these leaks came out. Yeah, so these are all, these are all leaks um, from the US government. This was all their 
Should we say allegedly, I think? Allegedly. Yeah, yeah, okay, if you like. Um, but I think the worst bit was allegedly the NSA leak um, <laughs> that, that, that was done. Nobody from the NSA actually talked to Microsoft about it. So it all had to be, you know, independently went through and checked. And it was like, this is all a bit, all a bit, but um, hopefully it means users weren't impacted too badly by this. The fact that we've got a bit of, you know, a released bit of data, which Microsoft's saying we're already patched for anyway, kind of shows it's probably not the latest data that they're, you know, the, the top the top end of what they're really using to exploit and still see data, because I'm sure they're still working on ways in. Yeah. Uh, apparently this was also trying to monitor the, the swift interbank messaging systems, um, mm. which, you know, trying to look where money's going is the, you know, long and short of that. Um, again, it's quite worrying that that kind of system's got weaknesses in it as well, isn't it? <laughs> just a just a tad. <laughs> Google released a massive update to its uh, Google Earth um, system, I guess you call it. Uh, and I did have a quick peek, um, and it made my laptop very, very hot. <laughs> the fan came on faster than I'd ever seen and heard it before. It just it almost immediately started and then it would it got to a you know how the fan has its kind of ramp up to its it, it just went just went Whoa. i don't think i've ever heard the laptop kick in but that really nailed it anyway it was very very impressive stuff as in you literally can just fly around the world and now you yeah. can view in 3d and all sorts of stuff and it's it's the technology involved is unbelievable and the way it scales and you know just you know the, the, oh no the, it's, it's hugely impressive so this is and, and also they've moved from an app so it used to be you downloaded a google earth app and i haven't seen updates in a while but it's now all just in chrome so you fire yeah. up chrome and um, go to google earth and and then you just go anywhere listen, to, listen to your fan if you ever need a cooling breeze or a warming breeze just uh, <laughs> kick off google earth um, and, and they've done they've, they've actually made a bit of effort to kind of highlight places where they're particularly proud of, you know, where they've actually got good rich sets of data that look visually stunning. And there's lots of places where even just your local town and city, if it's been properly 3D mapped, it looks amazing. You know, yeah, with the with the sort of uh, they they kind of do a wizard tour to start with yeah. to show you the kind of features and yeah. and they do take you, I think, to the middle of Paris and it, it does it's pretty spectacular. The fact that they've and the fact that they've got all this data is unbelievable. Really, that yes. how rich that data set is, uh, and they, and they're adding cards on top of that. So you've got data cards and um, various bits of information and stuff, and you can just in, go to random locations and all sorts. So it's worth having a look at. It's definitely worth having a play with. It's um, a very good looking bit of technology. And I don't know if you've tried yet, but the so Google Earth VR on the Vive, which I think I've talked about before, is like is stunningly impressive. You know, when you've got the headset on, and you can basically you know stomp around anywhere, and and and. So no, I've not tried Earth. that yet, but it's so on I, the I, list I, of things. Yeah, so I think I'd, I'd said to you before it relies on the touch controllers, and now that Oculus has got touch controllers, so Google Earth um, VR and came out last week or. Mm -hmm. about 10 days ago for oculus and it's again it, it's free so you don't download it via steam fire it up and it's just like wow everything streams but it's just like and it's got that kind of same front end as a new one so again yeah. you can you, you've got lots of showcase places you can jump to uh, but even just as i said picking your local town especially if it's been 3d mapped properly mm, it's it <laughs> very impressive very very impressive Apple has cut the uh, App Store affiliate commission from 7% down to 2.5%. So this is anyone who uses affiliate links from their own website. So if you've got a bit of 
if you've got a trafficked website, you can always send them to the App Store with an affiliate link, and then you would have got uh, 7% of the, any sales made off the back of that link to the App Store. But they've chopped that um, to 2.5%, and it's come at quite a kind of short notice. So it's that's happened, in, it's going to be put into place on the 1st of May, so we're only a few days away from here, and I'm not sure when the actual announcement was made, but it's it's not that long ago. Um, so if you do rely on that as an income, um, which some websites will be, you know, quite heavily, that's that's like a sixty percent cut in income, uh, you know, overnight, really. Yep, lots of lots of websites had moved it from, I guess, some of the so ads over time have kind of reduced in value, and lots of people are putting ad blockers on because they're all, you know, the ads were getting very invasive. So there's a reason, the reason why there's less, you know, ads are less valuable, um, but equally. Um, Apple were one of the few to actually do affiliate links. So Amazon mm. do it, but they reduced the value. And Google's never done it, you know. So no. it's and seven percent. So you know, it's, it's a it was a good old snip of it, yeah. yeah. And I guess to start with, they felt that that's you know was really important for their business model to get people there. But now I guess they've realised that <laughs> there's no reason for that. And also, it comes up, it comes, it's a little bit murky. Some sites are purely then set up just to take affiliate, oh, link yeah. to take yes. take commission. So the sites are not really giving an added benefit, which is the whole you know you're supposed to go to say a review site that gives you an added benefit and then you, that review site gets a bit of payback for yeah. um, the review they've done. Whereas as with everything on the internet, people just took that over in automated pages that just had affiliate links over. And there's the, the I guess there's a trade-off. So there's a trade-off between the, the good ones like Mac stories and IMO and, and, and touch arcade, you know, or, or you know, I'd, I, I trust and there's other ones that are just clickbait nonsense. You know, they're just basically yeah. here's and another thing. Touch Arcade pointed out that they 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 focused on um, obviously paid for apps because that's you know there's yes they reviewed free ones, but there was there's no affiliate link from it because it's free. So it's mm-hmm. and that, yeah. and that does when I read that I was like, hey, I wonder if that's ever you know swayed them. Mm-hmm. You know, between recommending a free one against a paid one, and the paid one will give me you know, hundreds of dollars and that yeah. one will give me absolutely zero. And and it's, it's a good point. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, take away that incentive kind of thing. And there were some rumors as well, maybe this is Apple this is this is Apple going to turn around and say instead of thirty percent, you know, cut in the app store, they'll that drop to fifteen or twenty or ten or but then you'd think you would announce both at the same time. It feels a strange one to do now. It's like it's almost like yeah. they're clearing some news out of the way before WWDC. So, yeah, which isn't well, how far away are we from that? Uh, start of June, first yeah, week of so June. So what, seven seven weeks, something like that, six weeks. Uh, I know some news, news, some bits and pieces came out today about you know mu- music getting re- redone and and I'll be able to send you cash. You know, so seemingly Apple's going to turn Thanks. itself into yeah, like an Apple Cash type thing that I can just you know use yeah. and pay. You know, just can just go bleep and send you some cash. But that's not what people want. <laughs> No, real, that's, in the Apple what, community, people want new hardware, please, and now. Yeah, yeah, I think, um, yes, there's, I, there's, I think we're all agreed. There's pent-up demand, and I'm, I'm, as a, there's, a, there's a few... Yeah, there's lots of Apple, there's Apple dollars out there to be spent that, that they're not the guys monetizing. I really like, oh, this is... this. But this, then it's not a simple and easy thing either, is it? Nope. You know, just to create a, the next big thing, it doesn't happen overnight. Oh, but even, yeah. even I think the... 
you know, give me a Mac, give me a Mac that I really want, or give me an iPhone that is, or like, even an iPad that is like... Yeah, free. even a, an iMac, which has been rethought out again. Uh, the problem is that they, you know, you can only refine so far. The iMac is very good at what it does, and, you know, yes. is any other rethinking of it just not really what you want either? Uh, anyway. I, I think a refreshed iMac this year will be mine. You know, I'd be quite happy Yeah, with I'm that. quite keen, but it's, it's again, it's such a big chunk of money, that's all. Yep. Quite keen. Especially as soon as my backlights are all failing on this one. Oh dear. So <laughs> the bottom left-hand corner is a little bit dull. <laughs> uh, unroll.me. Fantastic yeah. website. <laughs> um, designed to let you unsubscribe from all sorts of uh, mailing lists all in one big file swoop. And it did that by asking permission to read your inbox and scan that for unsubscribe links and then effectively process those unsubscribe links heartbroken ceo um desperately sad that users found out that he was then selling on those <laughs> the aggregated data of your inbox and the stuff that's in it to uh, third parties including uber and, and and various other people um and his kind of his his answer to it was he was a little bit like Oh, sorry about that. But really, you uh, we're sorry that you don't read the terms and conditions in our privacy policy. <laughs> it's fairly what you said. And he's he's quite right. We don't read them. Um, but it's extremely cheeky of them to uh, exploit it in that way. Uh, and I'm sure we'll see some fire back from that. Yeah, this all came out. There was a New York Times article um, all around Uber, which is we've talked about almost every podcast. Well, just the because last... they're good for news at the moment, aren't they? Yep, and and this, be... and this had more. Yeah. So this was a whole. There's a whole other things about how they were tracking iPhones, even though the app was uninstalled, and doing mm -hmm. doing some some dodgy things with private APIs that they ended up. The head of Uber had to um, go and talk to Tim Cook, Tim Aston, to come right. and explain what he was doing. Um, and they kind of coded around it and they had to do some changes, but it didn't kick them off the store. It's interesting because if you, th I mean, one of the ones I can remember was um, Camera Plus and they used a kind of hidden API and they used the volume button to take a picture mm. and they get kicked off the store. And then 18 yes, months okay. later, they were allowed back in and, um, and lo and behold, the camera app supported, you know, using the volume buttons to take pictures. Yes. And it was like, yeah. so a, a lot was small independent. They were happy to kick off, but some big, you know, big tech titan you know it's like yeah. let's have a chat so that was that was slightly <laughs> disappointing and and maybe it's all known that there's double standards you know so it's it's but you still don't i mean like effectively uber was only buying data this wasn't led by them but they they were involved because they had share is it shares in the company un, or something un, uber own own a bit of slice slice owns a bit unroll me yeah. and seemingly what also came out in this article was that we're basically buying receipts buying receipt data so because they had access to your Gmail account, they were seeing Lyft receipt data and then starting to do analytics mm. against that. And it's like, wow, that wasn't the point of Unroll Me. Unroll Me was all about, you know, email unsubscription services, not looking at my Gmail account to see what receipts I've got and starting to sell that data. Yeah, and that's... Um, very, very different. It's, and extremely, extremely dubious. And I wonder whether we're going to see some new you know, laws being brought, built around that kind of you know misuse of data just relying on people not not reading extensive and long you know privacy policies because if you spent your whole life for every service you sign up to reading all that privacy policy first of all we just 
you just can't do it. You can't process that information. No, and, 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 and they've a, known that for years. There was a horrible kind of conversation on on Twitter with basically, and again, it's taking people's word for it, but there was somebody involved in working at that company or involved in the sell-off of that company said at the time when they looked at the company and how it worked, they were um, storing people's Gmail data and Gmail emails on Amazon S3 so they could mine it at a later date. So even if you left the service, mm. they still had your, you know, your your data. Um, uh, which which the unroll me says that's not how we work now, and it was all the way it was worded was very, you know, very legally. But we have done it in the past. You know, it wasn't saying they had done it. wasn't saying, but we're clearly saying that's not how we work now. And it was mm. was there's a whole whiff about it. Again, it just it's like this is. This is kind of scummy, and and part of me, there was lots of people saying, "What do you expect if you give, you know, apps unfettered access to your, you know, your your email?" But it was a legitimate use, and that's the thing, isn't it? That's uh, you know, it seems like a reasonable use, and and it's also the problem is that these kind of, you know, companies taking advantage of people giving those kind of permissions away, is what will ultimately destroy that, and mm. and and you know breaks down that that kind of trust that that's needed. Um, Wiki Tribune. Yes. Is that what? What? What's that word mean? <laughs> so, Basically, they they're making a new wiki-powered uh, journalism site to stop fake news. Is that right? Yeah. So Jimmy Wales, Jimmy Wales is saying uh, enough's enough. He's the Trump stuff was the kind of you know Trump getting in and all the fake news was was the end of it for him. Um, so he's he's starting a Wiki Tribune, which is crowdfunded. Um, they will fund independent journalists and, and try and you know uh, do investigative work, but also facts. Um, but but now I couldn't I, think, try, I couldn't quite figure out are they are they trying to make a site that journalists can go and use with full sources, or are they actually trying to deliver up news to no, deliver end a news? Users? Yeah, deliver a news service as well. Um, okay. So it'll be interesting to see. So I'm looking at it just now. There is 6,800 supporters. Um, there's four of 10 journalists hired. So it's evidence-based journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we'll see you know, what happens. So what they're saying is um, they, will, um, they will, will do the source. It will be ad-free. So they don't want to be, you know, I've had to publish this and they'll, oh, look, I'm sponsored by Samsung, you know, and I mm-hmm. don't talk about a certain thing or whatever. They're saying community and journalists are equal. Um, so they're saying instead of just putting comments at the bottom that the, the community is at the top, articles are authored, fact-checked and verified by professional journalists and community members working side by side. So it's almost trying to take probably a Wikipedia model and apply that mm. to news. And I'd, that's a bit I really struggle with because, you know, if you look at some of the Wikipedia sites where there's flame wars, you know, even yeah. just around about really controversial stuff like, you know, some racial topics, you know, some some if you look at Israel and just all that stuff, it becomes really difficult. And there's lots of, mm. you know, hundreds of edits or it's locked down, you know, and it's accepted that that's it. I think it's really noble what he's doing. And I think I, I think it's I think it's something that probably somebody had to do, but I think it's hard. And and you know, given that it's Wikipedia which does have um, you know, that its background of it is used across search results as the kind of good source of data and I know that we yeah, there's plenty of examples where that's not true. Um but it but it's I think also it's it is still considered the most accurate 
source of information, uh, certainly more than um, paper-based encyclopedias, etc. Um, and I wonder whether you know we'll see the fact that it is Wikipedia and therefore like Wikipedia-based that that will become a, a key source of news. They've certainly got a chance for it to hit home rather than just f fade and fizzle. Uh, I think we will, you know, things like all the kind of Google Homes of this world will hook into that kind of data, I think. And, and the reason I'm saying it's hard to do is you've got, you know, you've got publications in America right now doing fact-based journalism and the president of the, America, of the United States will just turn around and say that's fake news. That's fake news. Yeah, I know that's it's the latest uh, rebuttal, isn't it? Yeah, that's oh, fake news. That's fake. And it's just, a, and unfortunately, it's, it's, it's amazing how fake news has spawned yeah. the fact that everyone thinks that real news is fake. Oh, it's, yeah, you know, it's frustrating. It's, it's really frustrating. You know, so stuff that we would say is definitely fake on Fox is like that's fine, and everybody else is doing it. No, fake news. Fake news, people. Mm. You know, you can hear them saying it every time yeah. I see it. I hear these. I see these kind of bumbling, drunken, slurred words. Fake news, fake news, and it's and unfortunately half America are believing them. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, I think he believes it. <laughs> I no, he doesn't. He doesn't believe it. He knows. Yeah, of course he does. He, I think he's a pretty unstable. Anyway, <laughs> um, Facebook says it's going to have to move faster to remove violent content. This was after a story that kind of was running. Um, I think it may be a couple of weeks back, where, but where a, a person videoed himself shooting another person and yes. posted it on Facebook and. It was all pretty ugly, and it took them nearly a couple of hours to to get rid of that video, because they rely on uh, people flagging the video, and it didn't really get flagged, um, and therefore they didn't really know it was there. Um, so they've said that you know this is a complicated issue, and and it's 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 almost impossible for us, but we are working on this, and we will come up with solutions to to get rid of this content in a timely manner. Yeah, it's really hard. Everybody everybody loves live streaming. But there's a consequence, and well, they they even said this that didn't think this was actually a live stream in the end. No, it, it, well, I think they but, think the guy videoed himself doing the killing, but then he live streamed a confession. Hmm. And but so after he posted right, okay. the video, so I think he'd done the done. He didn't live stream, and it's just it's even horrible talking about it. It's just it's just really difficult. Sure. You know, you're relying on it is difficult and report. And I don't, you know. I, the fact that Facebook took a while to bring it down, they take it down. They did take it down. They took it down sort of as soon as they found out about it. Um, and also, you know, there's all the arguments around. Well, Facebook wasn't responsible for this. Is is an unstable person. There are plenty of unstable people in the world, and they're responsible for things. And sure, we don't want to see it on Facebook, um, but let, let's give them a bit of slack to to get that sorted. I think Snapchat has introduced. Uh, world lenses <laughs> so these are live filters for, for sort of for everything other than your face really so they currently they do all their kind of live filters and stuff on on your face and <laughs> turn you into rabbits and all sorts of things um but now they're going to do the same kind of thing with your environment so this will effectively it'll be able to map your environment around you and it will inject 3d objects into that environment There's, there's, um, it, it's what more to say yeah it's fair enough i mean they're it's some and, clever stuff you know i mean their I mean? face their face filters are you know very clever it's, it's such yeah. a clever thing it's big technology for such a what it's considered a sort of throwaway thing yeah yeah um, and, and, and and again when you're running it you know you feel the heat in your phone 
You know, because yeah, it's, it's, it's doing lots yeah. of stuff. You take it because you think, oh, that's a nice little cute effect, and you you do it's like it's taking that video and doing that in real time and doing all that blending and animation. Yeah, it's amazing. It, it is like wow, that is almost feels a shame that there's so much tech and it's getting wasted on like fairies coming at my head, <laughs> frivolous stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll all feed into other big wider things, and we're t- Facebook are doing it as well. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yep. Um, Microsoft is going to turn its two-factor authentication into one-factor authentication. So it's it's actually going to get rid of uh, the password element uh, and just rely on the authentication. Uh, this is for specific accounts. Um, there's, but basically, they're trying to work a system that kind of says, okay, your password is not really relevant. The fact that you've got a, a second device that we can, uh, you know, assume you've got hold of is the most important bit of this transaction so let's get rid of the password yeah so they're basically saying your device your phone is your authenticator and i know before so it's different from two-factor authentication whereas like you've put your password in and then you get your code and your your Mm -hmm. two-factor against this is actually saying we'll send you a notification so you'll put in you know chris at chrisisthebest.com and um then it'll ping through a a notification on your phone, which you accept or reject, if you accept. And that's it. So you don't even have to type in a number into the site. You can just accept that, that you know, yeah. yep, log me in. And then it will fe- do the feedback loop and off you go. So this is um, limited, as you said, Microsoft accounts, Office 365 and Azure Active Directory. I think they have lim- I don't think oh, Office no. 365 is yeah. not, they're not. Supported. It's limited to Microsoft so, accounts. The 365 and Azure are not presently supported. You yes, so that you can't do it on those. They so there there must be an element of they're still kind of work out whether this is fully a good idea, um, rather than roll it across their whole system. But there you go. I guess they're probably waiting okay, to so see we... how many people have their phones stolen and <laughs> yeah. somebody logs in with their Microsoft account and then does something. I think, my, but most hacking att- attempts are not based around physical device stealing. They're all you know people remotely trying to hack in so that's what they're trying to get rid of that remote aspect we also had uh facebook's um f8 or fate um so this is their developer conference uh where last year we saw some you know pretty cool sort of oculus type stuff and this year they've kind of fleshed out on that um but there's other bits that they talked about so let's um let's talk through so the first kind of thing they were talking about was this augmented reality and how they're gonna um roll this out to their cameras so developers can inject in their kind of this elements into the world and again it sort of has a sense of uh space and distance on on from your phone and therefore it can put you know 3d objects into your world and you can take videos and you can send them around yeah so i'd be covered snapchat kind of almost they almost tried to kind of take the news cycle mm-hmm. away because on the same day as F8, they kind of launched their these what were they what are they called world lenses world photos mm, world lenses I think yeah um, lenses uh, yeah and and Facebook showed much the same but, but Facebook as you, kind of late to this and it felt this time like AR so augmented reality was a bigger thing than VR. Yeah, you know, it felt like that was there. Whether that's just because it's the technology they're working on, so they feel like it's bigger, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to tell because uh, it seems to be a kind of general thing everywhere that says AR is the thing that's going to win out. VR causes just the enclosed nature of it and headsets and stuff that you're going to be, you know, that will be a, a niche. It'll still be massive, but it'll be niche. Um, so yeah, it looked technology looked interesting and good. So. 
And they're, they're, they're saying that, you know, they're still working on it all. And, you know, but the, the, the advances they've had recently in, in, in recognition. So their their recognition software that enables them to figure out what's in a picture and, and you know, what each of the things is. They, I think they took a picture or they, they showed a picture of a kitchen with someone like stood in the kitchen doing some chopping. Um, and they sort of went through how their different algorithms they've been working on over the years have have identified so when when it first started it sort of identified that it was probably a kitchen that was probably a person and that was probably a fridge and then it got down to their latest algorithms which can take a picture and with a degree of confidence on each guess that it makes it can uh, it can highlight you know individual items in that picture um to to quite a degree so it even like I say even give a confidence level to say ah oh, this is 100% a person this is 90% going to be an onion you know something like that you know just um frightening uh and very exciting all at once and yeah <laughs> like no, that's using... what i was going to say it's, it's really impressive but then you're like yeah. wow you know yeah, and is... they're using all this to be able to so you can take a snapchat of, or take it sorry take a sort of snap of your <laughs> desk with something sitting on it you know it's just again it's all this technology and how how does it get used to start with it's it's being used for this what feels like frivolous but will end up being um will we end up being part of part of the world Mm. uh what else did they talk about um yes they've released their vr hangout app um so you can uh, if you've got an oculus rift you can download a beta version of that and you can go and hang out with i think it's up to three other friends in this vr world this was the one where we were talking about you could take vr selfies and you could go and sit in your VR lounge and with your mates and chat away and, and all those kind of things. So if, you, seen, if you're interested in that, that's available in beta. Yeah, we'd seen uh, we'd seen Zuckerberg, uh, it feels like about sort of four or five months ago, they kind of did a preview of it. Mm, um, that's right. I think it's probably, wasn't it last year's fate? Wasn't it last year's F8? I don't think it was that long. I, 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 I it doesn't feel that long ago, but it might be. I, I, I feel anyway. it was like a kind of turn of the year, end of last year, kind of VR type thing he was at. He was at a VR yeah, conference maybe. and they had a whole load of... Yeah, uh, I think it's probably more the Oculus conference, wasn't it? Yeah, because yeah. he walked on and I think everybody had the little Oculus Samsung phones and stuff and they were yeah. doing something, everything. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it would have been the Oculus event instead. Have you, yeah, 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 yeah. So have you, can you try this? Have you tried it? No, I've not tried it yet. I'll get it and okay. I'll, I'll see if I can find a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it again, um, that's available if you'd like to have a look. Um, gosh, where else am I going to? I'm scrolling down. I should find the next bit of the story. So, so the the, the next bit. Of the, so everybody wants to compete with Slack. And ah, so yes, we've, yes, we've seen Microsoft come out with a Slack competitor, and others are doing Slack competitors. And um, so Facebook's got their own free version called Workplace um, that a company right, yeah. can can come and join and. And I guess well, what... this, their new thing is they've given a free tier to this, right? To try yeah. and encourage companies to try and get in, like Slack has its free element, and then you know, then your corporate membership. And I do wonder if it's because they've got so many people used to using Facebook, you know, the kind of barrier to entry. If the company turned around and said, "There's our Slack equivalent, and it's it's called Workplace, and it just looks like Facebook," There's, you know, just. Straight away, you're in. Facebook's you're like, gained quite a dirty reputation in companies, isn't it, for people wasting their time all day just on <laughs> Facebook and stuff. And I guess this is a way of them trying to get those blocks around Facebook taken away again. Um, but yeah, whether they can suggest that their company needs, a, you know, a social networking presence like that, don't know. Slack, 
you know they, they're facing an awful lot of competition at the moment from everyone's trying to get their market um but i still think you know that they, they got an, they got their name in there quickly and i think actually they've probably hooked that quite well and i think they're well loved amongst so many and probably so many important companies you know if i, mm. if I call it that way um i've been to because i think I, I read the other day like apple of band slack you know it's just like you you seemingly cannot you know, well. it's just it's just one of those because they're so secretive. They're worried about what might you know leak out, and mm. so you, you can't even fire up Slack at, Mac, at Apple, seemingly. You know, so I wonder if it's a uh, you know. Would... Mm. Oh, they're working on something in there. I, I can't <laughs> see Apple they... doing something like that. No. <laughs> uh, Facebook Messengers added the extensions and a bot store so they're trying to get you back onto using messenger as your <clears throat> app of uh, messaging app of choice um so you developers are going to be able to hook into it basically so that you can add their extensions so if if you want to add stickers or different aspects to it then they can do um i you know messenger still i think is still fairly widely used i i don't think it i think it initially took on took off and then it sort of has been overtaken by Snapchat and all those other kid-friendly things, basically. Um, uh, for me, the bot stuff's kind of fell on its face a little bit. That seemed to be. We've not top. heard too much more about it, have we? No, there's a whole other bot chat from everybody last year, and yeah. it's just never. Maybe it's just one of those things that is there, just taking time to actually yeah, get maybe. right and work. Maybe. But it was the big thing, wasn't it? At the end, yeah. you know, middle of part of last year, bots was what everyone was talking about. Um, and then, maybe we maybe there's more bots than we know about, and it's just that we, you know they're clever maybe, enough to, that we maybe don't. Maybe we are bots. Who knows? Yeah, don't know. Am I? <laughs> Ex- existential crises. Um, Apple Music's also coming to Facebook. There wasn't too many details, but it seems like they're going to be able to. You're going to be able to share uh, a track from Apple Music with your mates through the Messenger app. Uh, yeah, meh. <laughs> Uh, react fiber was also announced um so the react framework now i can't was this a, this a programming framework uh, yeah so react react is it's almost their kind of javascript framework that they've kind of open source and put out to the world and so lots of other developers use react and you know mm-hmm. this this was basically a rewrite of it saying we've almost done a rewrite, started again, and we can and the whole point of it is to try and build really nice mobile friendly apps without obviously writing a native mobile app. Mm-hmm. So there that that's So apps was, in the browser if you like. Yeah. So there's a so there's a big there's a big thing around that and also um React VR. So a, a framework, a Java again, JavaScript framework and you can do some so it's not going to rival, you know, Unity or anything like that. But what they're saying is using JavaScript, you can do some VR apps. So again, it's trying to almost like make it an easy, easy route if you want it. Probably more for things like the Gear VR and the Oculus yep. type, you know, not so much the big Oculus headset, but the kind of ones yeah, yeah, that come but... with mobile phones and stuff. So, and also things like 360 panoramas. So again, trying to probably target the more consumer things now that you can just use a normal phone for 360s quite easily rather than the, you know the, yeah, for the 3d ball things like yeah. the, the rico theaters or like the samsung you know yeah. 360 cameras and stuff so yeah it's quite a hard thing for javascript to be able to push through to the days that javascript can now run vr apps is pretty amazing i and there's so many frameworks out there because we used to just talk about you know like jQuery as a framework and stuff yeah. and that was about it but there's, there's god there's so many 
Oh, yeah, yeah and, and with all the, the browser technologies like WebGL being there available and things, you know, like we've seen the, the Google Earth all hooking into, and those, it's pretty amazing what you can do in a browser. And I think we've said that many times before, but it still continues to blow my mind, really. Um, Facebook brain computer interfaces, um, Facebook reading your thoughts to get a kind of get it typing on the page. This ring any bells ring any alarm bells in your head somewhere so i think we've seen two really scary weird <laughs> stories with tech over the last couple of weeks it was obviously you know track memory's name musk and he was talking about how he's doing all this you know can plug yeah. into people's brains and then facebook are almost trying to outdo the weirdness by saying yeah we'll have a brain computer interface for typing and we'll hear via your skin yeah, so uh, they they think this is going to be done via. So they want to get to the point where this is not done via actual implants. It's done externally, uh, and the idea will be that you can read uh, to yourself inside your head silently in your head, and it can pick up on that, uh, and therefore you can type at sort of hundred words per second because that's you, know, you can say things quicker than you can type them. Um, they're saying there's nothing. Sp- Nothing weird about this at all. Uh, they have got a team of six. Is it sixty people on this? It's, um, but they, it's kind of only been on it for six months. Yes, team of sixty engineers working on it. Uh, but they've only been going for about six months. But they must be making some progress, otherwise they wouldn't be talking about it. No, and and and, and there was lots of kind of there was, I guess there was a bit of kind of noise about this on the, the old internet because. They said there was a sixty engineers working out of their R and D division and building eight. So I, I I don't know if this was them trying to stand up like kind of Google X type thing and um, certainly makes it sound suspicious. But but then but then eight. people were looking at people working and building it and there was lots of kind of salespeople in there as well. And it's like this isn't an R just an R and D lab. This is other something something more mysterious has happened. At the end of the day, it's a great way of capturing news headlines. And we've heard this, you know, one of the stories that got got captured by other news, uh, you know, dailies and things is the fact that Facebook are doing brain interface. So it's a great way of capturing news cycle. Um, and, and I, you know, they're, they're saying, yeah, it's not to capture kind of random thoughts. It's specifically to design to, so you can dictate. Uh, and I imagine that the complications and the difficulties of this are going to be, massive and this is more them discovering rather than than actually going to achieve this i guess nobody's going to hold them to it so it's like nobody's going to say no. next year where's my where's my listening skin sensor yeah. and if they and if they can do it and if they can nail it i i don't know what the implications of that are. it's pretty no pretty it, wide yeah that was a weird <laughs> but also it's like do i really want a thing that is just that that whatever I think it starts writing down because that would be you one definitely scary... don't want to know what I think most of the time. <laughs> no, I mean stream of conscious nonsense. It would just be <laughs> stay focused, Ian. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was fate. So they they f eight. They they talked a lot of stuff. I don't. There was some like like these technology we talked about. It was quite interesting. Um, I, I, AR. Like, does it excite me? I think I've almost over the VR AR thing. It shows how we quickly we move on. We just accept these things into our life. Um, but no, I was I was mildly interested. I guess I didn't pay a hundred percent attention. But no, these brain I mean, interfaces does does interest me. Yeah, I'm a bit like you. It just feels like everybody's starting to scrabble around AR as the next platform and just try to figure mm. it out. Yeah, and trying to figure out like what the, they can actually use it for, other than uh, chat. Yeah, and it feels like the tech right now is. Is 
you know, V1s that's maybe not as interesting. Oh, Nintendo. Oh, Nintendo. You have heard about them? They've discounted... Uh, sorry, they discontinued. They did discount, and now they discontinued their NES Classic Edition. So they, I think... We might have even mentioned this before, but it was it was never intended to be a long-running product, this, but if you wanted one, you can't get the Classic anymore. It's gone. No, and when it came out, you couldn't buy it anyway, unless you were very yeah. lucky and managed You'd to get it. fluked in, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, it just feels like they're leaving money on the table because there's so many people want to yeah, buy it. Yeah, it's like and people are desperate to have it. Yeah. Seemingly there's a SNES one coming out this Christmas. Okay. And again, it's like, ooh, ooh. And SNES is more interesting because that got just about to the bit where games were playable rather than a bit rubbish. <laughs> you're harsh. But no, you're right. Come on, there's... the NES was a bit... NES was great at the time, but the games were rubbish. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. They weren't rubbish. Well, they were great for the Okay, time. rubbish is not the right term. We're very spoiled with games now, and we weren't spoiled yeah, back then. They because... were great for the time, and as ever you tell me, it was tinted glasses and they're rubbish. Whenever you, go, whenever you go back to them, they're always a little bit rubbish. Um... Xbox One and Windows 10, they're going to be offering um, self-service refunds. So if you download a game to your Xbox One, up until now you've been told no no refunds on this. If you, if you download a digital edition, that's it, done. But they have now adding a service to be able to refund. But it has got limitations on it, so it's got to be within 14 days and you can't have played it for longer than two hours. It's very Steam-like. And it's kind of a welcome um, addition, I think. Um, having to commit to an 80 pound game which seems to be more and more pop you know common now to charge 80 quid for a game um and not have any payback if it actually ends up being rubbish um is it seems backward and so yeah they've corrected that uh they have said that if, if you take the piss out of that then you know if you constantly go and buy a game get refund buy a game get refund they will they reserve the right to stop you doing that and I've also said it's, it's, you know, you've got up to 14 days, but you can't have played it more than two hours, which seems fair to me. Because I think if you've played more than that, there's a good chance, you know, some of the single player games are only five, six hours long. Now, if, if de- I wonder whether developers can opt out or whether this is all kind of thing, because like you say, some of the arcade type games or things you can probably complete within two hours. So I wonder if there's other things in there, but it, whatever, it's, it's, it seems good for the consumer that, yeah, you've got a way of backing out. You, you you know you don't have to um, commit 100%. So that's good. Yeah, and it also means um, Sony's kind of out on their own now, because um, Steam are offering it. You've now got Xbox, you know, through either Windows 10 or Xbox One offering it. Ah, uh, maybe it won't be too long. But yep, that's the end of the news. So that's the end of our podcast this week. Have you, have you got a pick? No. No. Okay. No. Cool. Thank you very much then for listening. Um, all that remains is to say you can get to our website digitaloutbox.com if you want to look at what we do uh, email us if you want to talk to us info at digitaloutbox.com and there's also twitter as digitaloutbox um, I'm on twitter as cheesy uk and my blog academyracer.co.uk is fairly up to date I will be adding I'm off to Spa Francochon next and that's happening on about may the 12th something like that so i'll be getting a preview up there that's not long that's two weeks two weeks today yeah not long at all so where can we find you ian blog is indeed on it i'm on twitter as sweeper lovely 
Okay, so we will speak to you probably next week. <laughs> uh, non-committal as ever. Um, thanks very much for listening. Uh, we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Goodbye. Busy week next week. Reinforce the bus. And yeah, and birthday week, isn't it? Is it next week my birthday? Not quite. Is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Crikey. (sighs) Are you 40 this year? 39. Oh, close. 40th year, but. 40th year, crikey.